Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hi, Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com Wrestling Podcast for March 13th edition. We got Monday Night Raw to talk about. Brock Lesnar was on the show. Goldberg was not on the show. As always, you guys, you can check out my podcast notes the next morning after Raw and SmackDown. And I, I think I've been doing it for pay-per-views as well. 8 a.m., Fightful.com, where you can get all your news, videos, photos, results. Uh, we had interviews with Ring of Honor COO Joe Coff, as well as Jim Ross last week. Lots of stuff coming to you from Fightful.com. And, of course, we've got you covered WrestleMania week with features, with interviews, with stories, news, uh, preview podcast all week. We're going to have shows for NXT TakeOver. We're going to have shows for WrestleMania. We got you. We got it all locked down. Also, on the uh, SmackDown side of things, Anna Bauert will be joining the Fightful.com Wrestling Podcast permanently on a weekly basis. Uh, I, I was starting to notice our SmackDown shows, we'd be done talking about SmackDown like 25, 30 minutes in. Not that it's not a good show, but with only two people on the show – a two-hour show, we, we get through it really, really quickly. So I thought that adding her would, would be a good move and maybe familiarize you all with, with her for her most ridiculous segment. Tonight, I am joined by the guy who covered Monday Night Raw. His name's Alex Palowski. Your associate editor. I am. Fightful.com. Yep. It's true. It's true statement. Sup. Uh, sup. Sup. Sup, uh, sup, Sean, and sup, everyone out there in internet land. Uh, I am dead on my feet, man. It, 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 two months into being a father, I think it finally hit me. Uh, so, yeah, this was, this was a much better Raw than we've grown accustomed to. Uh, a few surprises, and that's never a bad thing. Yeah. I thought this was a pretty decent show. Uh, the, the main event segment, boy, that, that – if you're tired from, from having a baby, then I, I think I can relate to you because that, that segment put me on my ass. <laughs> that was a great wrestling segment. And in honor of that segment, listen, guys, I'm going to do you a solid. I'm going to do you a favor. Once we get to, I think, maybe 50 iTunes reviews, I'm going to give away this St. McBeanie. Yeah, I was able to procure a St. Mick beanie. I don't know how. I don't know where. Throughout the years, I've been sent many items to review or whatever, and I, I, I ain't never wearing a St. Mick beanie. Get over there, uh, iTunes, Stitcher. Leave us a nice review. That stuff really helps. I can't tell you how much it helps. Of course, subscribe to us on YouTube as well. I think we have some other platforms coming, coming too. Also, I've been telling you all about this for a while. I'm planning on doing a semi-regular, and when I say semi-regular, I mean maybe every couple weeks, a show for registered members of Fightful.com only. It will never be released like the the Matt Riddle and Shane Helms uh, podcasts are. But registered members only where we just talk about anything, whether you want it to be wrestling, MMA, movies, since I have way better tastes than Anna, Alex, and Jeff. 
music, really anything you all can ask us about a day at Fightful, anything you want. We're going to do that. Uh, just a little extra incentive to register while we're getting those forums up and working. We are redesigning those. Those are coming. Uh, in the meantime, you all can head over to our discus boards. We cover Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, Bellator, UFC, anything. And uh, chat on those boards, guys. It's a lot of fun. Well, we got Monday Night Raw to talk about. How did you feel overall as, as a show? I mean, you, you're covering these three-hour marathons every single week. But, but yeah. what do you think of it? Uh, again, always ups and downs. Uh, the ups were much higher than normal. So uh, on the, on the whole, I think it averages out to be, to be a much uh, better show than normal, but you know, the lows were also low. (laughs) So we'll, we'll get to those things, but, uh, but there's also those, you know, frustrating, you know, lapses in logic that frustrate me as the kind of viewer that I am that won't frustrate a lot of other people. And that's fine. But as a personal taste, certain things that were going on in the explanations this week were just like, really? But we'll get to that. I got a lot of people <laughs> asking me to make a fightful beanie. That could be coming. I'm not going to say it won't, it won't. But, uh, you know, what's here is the Ya Boy t-shirt. Isn't that a beauty? It's a beauty. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that thing. Oh, my God. It's a beauty. It's so soft. You know what? Oh, my gosh. I just want to. Oh, I can't do this. We're, we're, I can't. Oh my gosh. I don't, I can't, I won't be able to contain myself if I just keep rubbing against this soft, soft, oh my gosh. com slash Sean Ross Sapp, guys. Oh man. Alex, I think I may need you to take over. That thing just got me going. You having the hot flashes, are you? Oh my gosh! Oh my! It's WrestleMania season, y'all. By the way, on that on that show that we do, I promise none of that. <laughs> no ads. No no shilling. I promise you. Registerfightful.com. So the the show starts. Uh, well, first off, I wanted to talk about the underlying theme throughout this entire show. Mick Foley, Stephanie McMahon. I thought this was good. This was real good stuff. Like. We have uh, Mick Foley and Stephanie McMahon woven in and out of this show all, almost the entire time after the first segment, at least. And Mick's got to fire somebody. I love that they did this. You had a storyline that would pop up. It would play into other storylines. This is something that Vince Russo and I used to talk about on an old show about weaving things in to other storylines and keeping it going. Like It doesn't have to be one segment and then you forget about it. I loved it. I thought that was fantastic, and it and it culminated with that awesome segment at the end. Yeah, no, it's a good device to keep the uh, keep it moving. Uh, there's a through line throughout the show, and that's that's always good. You don't want to feel like you're jumping around in, in time and space. Uh, anytime it came back to a Mick Foley or a Stephanie McMahon segment, it was an anchor for us to then shoot off of and continue the rest of the stories of the rest of the night. No, I, I enjoyed it. And I also enjoyed that they didn't go with the obvious finish, which was everyone expecting Mick Foley to come out the end and go, I fire myself. Yes. You know, I'm glad they didn't do that. I'm glad they, they, uh, you know, swerved us. Somebody asked me if my shirt is blue because of the Wildcats. Yes, that is exactly why. Good eye. The opening segment had Brock Lesnar in like really good spirits. Yeah. He was happy. And he seemed happy at Madison Square Garden. By the way, guys, head over to our YouTube. We got we got the full Kevin Owens Brock Lesnar match. Our uh, good friend Demon Diva sent that to us. Follow her at WWE Demon Diva. She also sent footage of Asuka's big win at Madison Square Garden, John Cena's entrance, and a clip from the the Cena Wyatt match. So head over there, check that out. We've got all kinds of match footage up there for you. The crowd was really mixed for Lesnar Goldberg, and you know I I think WWE expected that. But that's one hell of an environment. This was a great crowd tonight in Detroit. Last go it at was. the Joe, they said. Last go at the Joe. Uh, no, this was this was really good. Uh, I liked. It was one of those things of here we go. What what's what are our going to are going to be our talking points? Our catchphrases heading into Mania, and down goes Goldberg is apparently going to be the thing that Heyman and Lesnar, that's their refrain 
for this part of it. I, I enjoyed the the thumbs down the Batista from uh, from Brock Lesnar as he was bouncing around. He was just so happy to give Goldberg the old thumbs down. That was fun. But the thing about this that 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 just it irked me a little bit was that uh, they Pelham said that they talked strategy after after Survivor Series. I mean, the way it always works is Goldberg hits a spear, jackhammer, Goldberg wins. So he hits his two finishers, and we win. But we've got a strategy. Now, in this next match, that's not going to happen. What's going to happen instead is we're going to hit our finisher, and then we'll win. That's not a new strategy. That's how wrestling works. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so that doesn't lead, doesn't lead. You're not really you know, reinventing the wheel there, Paul. But, uh, but it was fun. Um, and I think we're going to get a lot of that, uh, a lot of use out of that Brock Lesnar thumbs down is a new meme in wrestling. Heyman says the tide's starting to turn in Lesnar's favor as we saw last week. This, this was just him using up a date. <laughs> That's what this was. <laughs> yep. Him filling some time and I could think of far worse ways to do so. Sasha Banks defeated <laughs> Dana Brooke. It is now a year later and Dana Brooke still shouldn't be on this main roster. Sasha Banks rolls up Dana Brooke and beats her. Charlotte goes off on Dana Brooke because she's there ringside with Dana and Bailey's there with, with Sasha. And Dana has like the same facial expressions no matter what. It's just, <laughs> I'm mad. She is. That's the, the, I'm about to whip your ass. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, she does whip Charlotte's ass, and it's a shame that she couldn't have whipped Sasha's ass right before that. Right, well, but yeah, the the thing I liked about this is that she was in control for the entirety of that Sasha Banks match. She had Sasha up for her Samoan driver. Sasha wriggled out of it, beat her with a roll up, and that was it. It was at no point in the match was was Dana not in control of it until the last three seconds. And I liked that that was what they were showing. And so to have Charlotte come in and call her a disgrace after that gave her even more of a, of a reason to, to flip out and go off on Charlotte. And who'd have thought we'd be getting Dana Brooke chance? Because yeah, I didn't see that here's, this, to this turn on her. So here's, here's a funny story. Um, I, I was watching Raw late. So I started watching Raw about 20 minutes after this happened, but caught up. And in my mentions was not Dana Brooke, it just said, Dana this, Dana this, Dana this. I go, what the hell did Dana White do? Who did he fire from the UFC? They they said, Dana's over. Da- great reaction from Dana. And I was like, well, this is like, see, it sounds positive. So it ain't Dana Brooke. But no, hell no. They She was fired up. She fed off of that crowd too. This was an awesome brawl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until she just stopped going after Charlotte who sat down at the in the ramp area. I'm like, what are you doing? Go after her. She said, get, get in here. Face. Get in here into the into the ring. Yeah. There was an honest to God Dana chant. Uh, good was. for her, man. Good yeah. for her. Maybe she'll use that to improve. Well, the thing is, uh, if, they're, if they're really going to uh, turn Sasha heel, Bailey becomes the literal only babyface on that entire roster. So maybe they need Dana to like be Bailey's heater now in this in this crazy feud they've got between Bailey and all of the uh, the bad girls on the roster. Yeah. We got another Emma vignette. Do you think that they will put Dana Brooke back with Emma, or do you think she's going to continue down her own path? I would love it if if Emma and Dana were out for themselves and had no alliances to anybody. That's fine. That could be a first feud, too. That could be a first feud. Yeah, that'd that'd be fine. That's cool. Uh, That's a natural introduction rivalry to bring Emma right back. Say, well, you see where you ended up when you tried to ditch me. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Hey, by the way, guys, I did a show covering uh, Ring of Honor 15th anniversary, the first impact of this new era. Boy, it was a stinker. And UFC Fortaleza yesterday, that's over on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube as well. Tony Nese and Brian Kendrick defeated TJP and Tazawa. Uh, TJ Perkins is still one of the most unlikable baby faces this side of Roman Reigns. Why do wrestlers have to pretend like they don't know how to get out of the ring apron? Because I saw Leo Rush have to fake it for like a good five to seven seconds, and you don't realize how painfully long that is until you see Marty Skrull dash across the ring, hit the ropes, and slide into him. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, well, the reason that they it takes them so long is because uh, someone agented their match and told them you're going to get stuck in the in the ring apron for the ring uh, for that long. And uh, yeah, I don't I don't like it either. Um, I, I'm a fan of it when Brian Kendrick does it because it just seems so wily and you know underhanded. But when a guy who's as uh, physically imposing as Tony Nese does it to somebody, it feels like you know, dude, just kick him in the face or you know I don't know bicep curl him or something. Um, but yeah, I, I, I had no problem with this match. I'm really excited for this fatal five way elimination match tomorrow on two Oh five live with these four dudes and Austin Aries. We kind of already know who's going to win, but, uh, I'm, I'm down to see how the, I hope finally they give us a 40 minute cruiserweight match on two Oh five live and just have it take up the whole damn time. Cause that, that could actually be a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, did you see that design I, I sent you from Reddit, the Cruiserweight title yes. with the black and gold? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's remarkable how gorgeous that title is with that, right? But don't you understand, how will anyone ever know that it's a Cruiserweight belt unless it's purple? Because don't you, all per, all Cruiserweights are purple. They're all purple. The ropes are purple. They have little, nice little insignias on the corners of the ring that make it say purple. And uh, purple, Purple, Sean. Purple. Uh, I hate the purple thing. I, I also want so badly for them to at least occasionally have to fight somebody who's not under 205 pounds. Because, you know, w- when these guys drop down into um, NXT and have a match at, you know, Largo or Lakeland or whatever, they don't have to fight guys who are under 205 pounds. TJP just had a match against Shinsuke Nakamura, and that was fine. So let's have these guys fight out of their weight class occasionally. Yeah, and and yeah, ditch the colors. TJ Perkins hit a really nice springboard DDT. And what I liked about this, that instead of Nice kicking out, the pin was broken up. Yep. Because that should finish a damn match. That, that should do it. Uh, both set of teams accidentally run into each other, Nice gets a pin. This seems like it's setting up for something – at Mania as well, like, like maybe they're grouped into into that. If they're doing Aries Neville at Mania, which I suspect they are, I would really like to see some sort of multiple man match, even even a ladder match at WrestleMania with, with with the cruiserweights. It'd be great to have the cruiserweights in the spot that the women were at last year, where it's just all of them in a big match together, just twelve of them. I don't care. Uh, the thing that's really sad to me is that Cedric Alexander won't be there because we found out today that he's injured. Yeah. And he's my favorite, bar none. Uh, I love that that guy came into the Cruiserweight Classic, you know, not really known by a lot of people. I mean, by, by, by some people, by Ring of Honor fans, and they might not have had that high of an uh, – His work, you couldn't even recognize his work right. compared to Ring exactly. of Honor, though. So the whole thing is he surprised the hell out of everybody there and had, you know, what many consider to be the single best match of that entire tournament against Kota Ibushi. And he's been a fan favorite ever since. And so he comes to the main roster. They saddle him with this weird, crazy girlfriend gimmick. And he, they, they let him shut, they get rid of that. But then they, he didn't do anything, and now he's injured. I just hope that once he's healthy, that he's got a chance to really shine at the top of the division. Yeah, uh, Tony Nese and Brian Kendrick ended up getting the win. Eric Legrand is the recipient of the Warrior Award. You always get those people that are crying and they're saying, well, it should have been somebody from backstage. Guys, That that's not what it is right now. Get right. over it. Uh, he, he's a wonderful recipient. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If, if The thing is, I understand that that's not what Warrior wanted. And yet, mm-hmm. that's not what they're doing. So – being that that's uh, there's, not there's a lot of things in this world that Warrior didn't want. <laughs> I know that are yeah. a lot better off for us. We'll right. say that. Right. So in in the context of how they use this award, there really isn't a better, I mean, a more deserving recipient than this guy who's just shown so much courage since his injury. A lot of people say it's for PR. Who gives a shit? Well, Who cares? So much of what they do is for PR anyway. You know, like why would yeah. it be any different? Sure. Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows are backstage. Man, Luke Gallows' tan is comical. Like this is here now, but here's what's happened. Because at Ring of Honor, we saw it the other way. Luke Gallows is super fake, so he's orange. But what happens is people like Bully Ray and Christopher Daniels 
they start to get that return tan or that world champion tan, and they try to do it too quick, and they look like tomatoes. Yeah. No, um, I don't know Listen, if you've been watching. Boy, your boy goes out in warm weather, and you're starting to see some color. Look, I'll wipe this off here. Oh, wow, look, it's the your boy T-shirt. Nothing's coming off of me. I don't have that Luke Gallows tangerine-colored stuff. Yeah, the- they recited a really bad written promo here, too. Yeah, no, it was not good. It was not good. I don't know if you've been watching uh, NXT recently, but uh, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce uh, are some of the most fun things that they've got going on in NXT right now. But they are so orange. They showed up on my TV in one episode, and I thought I would have to adjust my tint on on my on my on my color on my TV. It just did not look right at all. Uh, yeah, the way you can tell is when they raise their arms if they if they're victorious, and right here in the armpit is just white. But everything else yeah. is just blatant orange. Yeah. They, they got to ban the, the, the spray tans, too. N- uh, Nia Jax cut another bad promo to Foley and Stephanie, saying she deserved a chance even though she lost to Sasha. I didn't have a problem with this because she's a heel. Right. Sure. No, and, and, and her logic is sound. We, I faced Sasha twice. Once, I put her on the shelf for a month. The second time, she got lucky with a roll-up. I think I'm better than her. I think it's obvious I'm better than her. So let's let let's see if we can do something about that and get me back, get me into the title picture, which is what she should believe, you know. Our boy Hard Body Mahal is backstage and he is aggressive towards Foley. God, like his veins, like chest bumped Foley or something. He said he wants a chance. Foley gives him reins. I liked that Foley was so on edge. He was like, "All right, you son of a bitch, I'll give you reins." New Day talks. Boy, this was bad. They kept interrupting Big Show, who was on there. And then Titus interrupted, and he was mad that he's not in the Jetsons movie. Yep. yep. But aren't we all? I'm, I'm furious that I wasn't considered. Um, it, it's uh, kind of odd. Uh, the, the idea of you, you, you put, do one of these movies a year and a half ago, or however long it takes to animate them, and so all of your talents that are in the in this animated movie are people who were huge a year and a half ago, like Seamus uh, and Alicia Fox, for some reason, is in this thing. But uh, the big thing that came out of this segment is apparently that Shaq-Big Show match is off because they announced Sha- yeah. a Big Show for the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Uh, and that's disappointing, unless this is all part of a work. And now, you know, later this week, Shaq's going to come out and say, no, I do want the match, and then they're going to put him, take him out of it again. I don't know. But uh, I was looking forward to seeing you know, Big Show squish Shaq, but I don't think that was actually going to happen anyway. Yeah, there was a lot of hokey-pokey bullshit by Shaq, and he's blaming WWE. And I'm like, dude, they, they set the whole thing up. They've been running videos on their YouTube. They yeah. sent Big Show to a red carpet to make it happen. Yeah. This this is not on the WWE. No. And you're not going to convince me otherwise. Emma, the Emma vignette airs, and really all there is to this is Graves going, are we really doing this again? <laughs> yep, we are. Bailey and Sasha cut a pretty decent promo about Nia's physical nature and WrestleMania. Not a lot here. Sami Zayn and Chris Jericho defeated Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe via DQ. Kevin Owens has this sweet KO Mania 2 shirt that is in the style of WrestleMania 2's logo. Yeah, it's very cool. I like that a lot. Um, I'd like it more if he was carrying the belt into the uh, event, but that's not what we're doing. Um, I didn't think we, we, we skipped something in that weird little Bailey-Sasha thing where Sasha started her little turn. She was like, don't pay attention to all the haters, Bailey." And Bailey's like, what haters? Oh, you know, the haters that say you didn't win the, the, the title. Ah, you know, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's nice. It's subtle. It starts the whole thing off. Uh, I like that we're, we're not just hot-shotting it immediately, that we can give the, you know, the appearance of it building slowly uh, because I think that's where we're headed. And um, I'd rather get there slowly and not all at once. Sasha Banks revealed in an interview with Lillian Garcia that she's married and pretty much said – well, fans are crazy. That's why I didn't tell anybody. Yeah. And I you know, I can't blame her. You see the shit that Renee Young goes through. Yeah. Ambrose, it's it can be scary, I'm sure. Owens cuts a really good promo saying that he's going to take Jericho's title. It was really long and drawn out, but Owens made it really good. Um, 
Jericho and Joe start off. I really didn't want Jericho and Owens to lock up or touch during this match. Mm-hmm. Maybe afterwards. Owens mocked Jericho with this flexing pin, then super kicked him off the apron, and I was more than fine with that. Zayn hits a big dive over the top onto Joe and Owens. Now, you'll, you'll hear people, this was a talking point a lot of the times when I would do shows with Russo. He'd be like, it doesn't make sense to do that. Here, it definitely makes sense. You do it to two people, you're doing more than just taking a risk to take out one guy. You're taking out two guys at once. Mm-hmm. This is the right situation for something like that. Zayn sees his partner down on the outside. He wants to do something that helps get him an advantage or at least helps get him on par. So he takes them out. They also did a good spot where Zayn pulled up lame after that. He hurt his knee, and they immediately jumped on him, they being Owens and Joe, and attacked him, stomped him out. We get a DQ. Joe chokes out Zayn. Jericho makes the save, but Owens and Joe double-team him. A pop-out, pop-up powerbomb ends it. What would you think of this segment? I thought I, I liked it. I liked it too. Um, I was surprised they were doing this tag match so quickly, but I liked the fact that it really wasn't the full match. Uh, it was one of those things. They did it twice tonight of the, hey, guys, stop trying to win so hard. I guess the thing with the tag match, you can't have two guys doing it. But, uh, but yeah, they, they call off the match. Uh, they, you know, attack uh, Zayn. They attack uh, Jericho. It's all really good. I like that all. I'm so down for uh, Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe. They were starting this program when Samoa Joe first showed up in NXT that they were going to face off against each other. But Owens got called up like basically immediately after that, and they never got to do it. So now they're friends, and that's fine with me because I, I loved seeing them wreck shop together. Um, I, I just I, – do we call them uh, – is it like KO Joe, Joans, uh, Samoan KO? Uh, like, there's a lot of stuff you can do with, with this. I do know that we have to call them Jerizane. Samoans. That's, we could do that, yeah. Yeah, Samoans is good. The Samoans. I like that. Eh. Uh, after that, Chris Jericho is backstage, and he says that he is going to show everybody the real Kevin Owens next week on uh, the highlight reel. I'm interested. Also interested, speaking of the real, uh, Jack Swagger might be able to use his name on the indie circuit. Yeah. Alex, as we found out today, Chris Harrington revealed that Jack Swagger – is not a trademark owned by WWE. Some musician in Minnesota owns it. So mm-hmm. he can go really anywhere and still use that Jack Swagger name. That's pretty awesome for him. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, and that's good for him. I mean, he's got that 90-day non-compete. But after that, uh, you can actually say, you know, former champion Jack Swagger is headlining this indie show in wherever. Uh, that'd be fun. Oh, we're we're, um, we're going to get a Matt Riddle Jack Swagger match. Speaking of guys, over on Fightful.com, go to our exclusive section. You can see the highlight reel that IQ Wrestler, go follow him on Twitter, that he put together uh, of Matt Riddle. It's incredible. It's awesome stuff. Into and Cass got a hell of a reaction tonight. Yeah. Yeah. What what is that? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I, I will say yes, because here's the thing. They, they Just because you don't like them doesn't mean they didn't they, get a good reaction. No, they like get, Dana they Brooke, get she different reaction. reactions where they're in different places. Um, they also at one point there was an Enzo sucks chant. Uh, there was also an "You suck, Enzo!" by one dude during a break in the promo, which I thought was funny. Uh, the thing that I that I thought was really great in a terrible way was that uh, Big Cass was listing off all of the March Madness teams that they are not. Because they're the Cinderella story, and they're the bracket busters. So he lists all the best teams in the tournament. That's not us. We're the Cinderella story, which, of course, like they win a, a game, and they're, they're the 12 seed that beats a 5, but they lose in the Sweet 16. So you probably don't want to be that tournament. Your analogy is flawed. They have been. They have been traditionally. Right. They are but, always the bridesmaids, never the brides. Right. So <laughs> that's fine, I guess. But wouldn't you want to be the bride at some point? Isn't that the whole point? Yeah, I think that's the point. That's okay. the point. All right, he fine. wants to be the Cinderella story that makes it there. <laughs> he wants to be the Moorhead State University Eagles defeating the Louisville Cardinals. Yeah. Not this year. That was that was several years ago. Shout out to DeMonte Harper. Um, 
a fan has a really great cup of haters sign that has Cesaro, Sheamus, Anderson, and Gallo's head poking out of it. Mm-hmm. Enzo goes on to shill their 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 cup. This is hardly a new thing, but why does everybody watch matches like this? <laughs> I don't know. I Gallows don't know. watches it, right? He's he's right up here like this. Mm-hmm. Weird. Enzo con- continues his great tradition of selling. Anderson and Gallows interfere. This sets up a triple threat tag match that Foley confirms later on. I'm good with that. I bet I bet they're going to have a kick-ass match at WrestleMania. Yeah, no, they they certainly have the guys to do it. Um, there's going to be a great spot where you know Enzo is in. Par- Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue all in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy eighty percent lean ground beef for three forty nine a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for seventy seven cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And is forced to tag one of the other teams because Cass has been knocked down on the outside. Now, what I what I wonder here, it's a triple threat tag, right? Yeah. In triple threat matches. There is no disqualification. True. Why? Why is anybody tagging in? There shouldn't. There should be a triple threat tornado tag. Yeah, I mean, let's do that. There's no, there's no reason for anything but elimination matches. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, to not if, if, like if it's just a triple threat, I want and Anderson and Gallows because they've been around the world winning titles for so long to understand that it's there for a no DQ and just start the match with like clubs. You know what I mean? Like just start the match with a crowbar and a baseball bat because they know they can't dis- disqualify for it. Be smart enough about it. Have taken shit a little bit too far. Hey, why not? I mean, it's the same thing as chairs, you know, it's the same basic. It's like a little park at WCW NWO revenge. He just comes out with a goddamn chair, run yeah. into the ring. He starts with it. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's a little aggressive Roman Reigns beat Jinder Mahal I thought it was so funny that Roman Reigns worked underneath sandwiched in between Strowman and Undertaker matches yeah yep. they, they did make it handy like they, they had Jinder hard body Mahal sorry I will I'll never call him Jinder again they had him land a little cheap kick and then your favorite the Undertaker's dong yep. boy it, it slapped the Undertaker's dong slapped Roman Reigns right in the face, stopped him dead in his tracks. He was just so distracted by The Undertaker's dong that he couldn't focus. Yeah, uh, understandably so. I'm pretty sure that Corey Graves misspoke and meant to say gong, but he did say dong. Of course. And I think I think it's obvious that Corey Graves watches the show and is, it's a shout out course, to us. Yeah. Well, when he calls Roman Reigns the big hog instead of the big dog one of these days. Yep. You know. I, you know, James Ellsworth needs to go full on with that. He, he needs does. to be the big hog and say, this is my pen. <laughs> like, just be a complete parody. Yeah. Reigns has went the Cena route with his old – he used to do the Mark Jindrax finish, the mark of excellence, where you set it up as a backdrop and you turn it into a little bit of a rock bottom. He has went full Cena with this lazy, like, rheumatoid arthritis – toss that he does like john cena if you go back and watch his early career he used to do the proto bomb which is it somewhat resembles what he does to set up the five knuckle shuffle now but it ain't you you see it and you're like oh man you let it go that far he used to grab people spin them around and like belly to belly suplex them yeah well reigns used to do that and he would throw them up on his shoulder like an atomic whip and or an atomic drop and like rock bottom them. And he did like this sad version of that tonight. And I was like, yeah. no, yeah, that move is so cool. Mahal lands a really sick knee to the face. Then a really nasty, ugly, horrible slam. Roman Reigns, Superman punches Mahal to death. And I had some guy saying that moves overrated. Can't believe they let him finish him with that shit. I'm like, it's gender Mahal. Yeah. Hard body Mahal. And that move actually finishes people in fights. It hasn't in a long time, but right. 
I don't get it. The big dog calls out the Undertaker, but he gets Shawn Michaels instead. Yeah. What was your reaction to that? Alex? That was uh, that was great. Uh, I was I was very excited. Uh, I, I knew I knew I I was pretty sure I knew it was coming, which was which what we got. The uh, the you know you don't know about the Undertaker man. You got to be all focused, or he's going to eat you alive. You know that which is what we got. But I was like, yeah, is Roman going to Superman punch Shawn Michaels just because he's pissed Would've at him? Neat. Would have been neat. Would have been fun. Uh, but you know, instead, like, there's no way what Roman Reigns did was not heelish. He's like, it was. I didn't. Great. I didn't ask for you. Nice to see you and everything, but why don't you get out of the ring and go find me the Undertaker? Like, it was that was that was good. I, I like that. We're we're moving in the, the right la- direction. Hey, the last two weeks of Roman Reigns has been good. He said the same thing to Undertaker. He yeah, said, this is, "This is good." Hey, dude, Braun didn't call you out here. Right. I like it. I like but it if too. you remember, if if you remember, I think it was shortly after WrestleMania last year they did this for about a month. Yeah, and then they were like, "No, we're we're tired of doing that. It's not working." Um, I, I just I, I I think that they're doing this thing, which which I think you and I and a lot of the other people think, okay, well, no, this is him inching toward being a heel. But they think, oh no, this just makes him more of a badass, and everybody likes the badass. I'm like, no, he's he's this isn't. And, they, yeah, and then no. they change course. They yeah. they change course pretty quickly. I thought Reigns' demeanor was pretty great. He says mm-hmm. that Taker retired HBK and that he will retire Taker. Then out of nowhere, Strowman just bulldozes Reigns. Oh. Where does he fit into this? I you know, unfortunately, I feel like he fits into this because Roman Reigns is going to beat him again before WrestleMania. That's where I think he fits in. They have they have a match they've announced for next week, and Roman Reigns oh. is going to beat him next week, and um. Uh, I don't think you can have Reigns lose. Maybe they do the thing that that they were that we all thought they were going to do at Fastlane, where next week they have uh, Taker show up out of the blue and you know and interfere, which pushes them toward their uh, their match at Mania. I like the idea of of Strowman being this guy who has this respect for his elders. You know, like he he backed away from from Taker last week. I thought it might have been fright, but I watched it again. He nodded respect to the guy and said, yeah. you know what? I'm going to wait. You take him first and I'll be here when he's done, when you're done with him. That was fine. That was cool. I liked the idea. Also, he runs over Reigns and there's this great thing where he looks at Michaels in the ring. And he says, I'd do it to you if I wanted to. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't want to, to hurt Shawn Michaels. He respects Shawn Michaels. So he. So that. That's it. That's great. Now, this is a really good use for him. He's. He's so uh, different than other big men who have been just lumbering, you know, sacks of meat. This guy is so different uh, to me. He's got such an explosive potential to be something more. I hope it's not just let's use him to put over Reigns, and then in like you know seven months, he's in the first hour, you know, in a feud with, I don't know, who's a mid-card baby face. Like, I don't, I don't need that. Let's not do that. Uh, let's give this guy a, a real run at something. Yeah, upon, that, upon a rewatch of the, the Undertaker-Strowman segment, yeah, it, it was what you said it was this week. Uh, yeah. It was a respecting your elders thing. Austin Aries defeated Arya Davari. Early on, Aries didn't miss a beat. He got a pretty good reaction. But I don't know what the shit he was going for after that knee breaker, but he probably should have told Davari. <laughs> yeah, he's he's used that in NXT. The NXT kids know what it is because they practice it. I don't mm-hmm. think Davari had ever taken that before. What it is is it winds up being like uh, he, they're supposed to land flat on their stomach. And it's like, hard. It's not always the easiest thing to do on no, one leg. It's, no, it's not. Uh, and they he he landed like like this, basically like his head cocked, and that's this is where the canvas is. That's not good for him. Uh, I'm glad he's okay. Uh, but he used to do that move into his um, last chancery, that 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 his heel submission move, which he doesn't do anymore because he's a babyface. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that, that's a, that's a move. It's, it's very dangerous if you don't know what you're doing when you take it. This match was longer than it needed to be. It should have been a dominant Aries victory. It was a little too back and forth for my liking, but Aries is helping get that division over. So that, that, that's a good move. Are we convinced that 
Arya Davari is Sean Davari's brother and not Shane Helms's brother? They look alike. They do. They look just alike. Yeah. They look just alike. Big show defeated Titus O'Neil. We knew what we know what this is. We ain't got to talk about this. He he Rusev'd yeah. Titus. I did. Yeah, that's the other thing. We we haven't we we need to talk about how handsome Rusev is now injured Rusev, and uh, that's that makes me sad because I love Rusev. Uh, he's going to miss Mania, but the thing for me is, I feel like Cedric Alexander missing Mania. He might have been part of a multi-man cruiserweight tag match that would have been a lot of fun. All Rusev was going to do was be another dude eliminated from the Battle Royal. You know what I mean? They, yeah. they could find somebody else to eliminate from the Battle Royal. What I'm hoping for is that when he comes back healthy, uh, that they can rehabilitate his character a little bit more, and he can have an actual program with somebody going into Mania next year. Uh, because he's... Uh, I, I really, really like what, what he can bring. He's very low-key funny, you know, and, and that's a really cool talent for a guy who's a monster heel to have. Um, but, you know, there's just – I, I feel like he never recovered from putting the accolade on Roman Reigns with a chain and having Roman Age stand up with him on his back. Like, he never recovered from that, and he wasn't going to, you know. Guys, as always, make sure you check out the Tuesday show after SmackDown with Anna Bauer and Jeff Hawkins. Wednesday, I am with Fightful.com owner Jimmy Van. That that show is getting buzz very, very, very quickly. Like, you all seem to really love that show. It's an afternoon show. We cut loose a little bit more. You all would expect me to be on my best behavior during that show, but he never is. So, whatever. Of course, Thursdays, we have the Matt Riddle broadcast. And Friday, the Shane Helm show, the, the last one was the most listened to Shane Helm show yet. And we didn't cover a central topic. We covered impact tapings because there was a lot of news. Uh, I got lots of stuff to ask Shane about about last week's show because I don't know what the fuck that was. Yeah. He didn't appear on last week's show, did he? Shane? Yeah. No, but he, he was an agent. So, I mean, I got no, questions. Yeah. I mean, I'm mean, interested because it's not like you're going to be saying – Hey, that thing that you were in was a piece of crap. You know what I mean? Like it's like he wasn't well, involved I mean, in that. You know that's it's subjective entertainment, and I mean I'm sure he'll give me shit and call me a mark and a <laughs> dumbass idiot and all bunch of stuff. But the show wasn't good. Wrestlers it, didn't think it was good. It it might have been good if you watched it on mute. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll have a little extra time after after Raw, and we'll, we'll talk about that. Bailey defeated Nia Jax via DQ because the ref said it wasn't that Nia Jax broke a rule. The ref was just like, those stomps are so shitty, I can't let this match go on. Those are the worst boots yeah. to the face in pro wrestling history. And I gotta end this because Bailey already drop kicked in the ass once. Yeah. She drop kicked Nia right in the ass. It's true. Right in the ass. Right right in it. Right in. She was working the hamstring and she went a little high. <laughs> oh man. This is nothing. This is, you know. Well, the and thing is, is that Naya tossed Bailey into a barricade. Do you yeah. think she gets added to this match? I hope so. I, I I want it to be that because that's that's a that's a wild card in there that could like because the other three women have such a history, you know? And this 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 monster added to the match changes the whole dynamic. Which I like. I like that a lot. I'm always down for an extra, an extra hand in a match like this because there's so much that you can add to it. Um, she could win it too. She could win it. I mean, if you want a catalyst for a that, that's the, makes heel turn. Yeah, that's the thing for me is that is that she doesn't have to pin Bailey to win it. She doesn't have to pin like it's it's it can be a really cool way of, of getting that title on her. This is a is a different thing and have her be dominant. Don't st- stop stop hot potatoing it. You know what I mean. Like, let her be a dominant a champ for a few months at least. You know, that would be speaking kind of, of fun. Well, speaking of hot potato, that, I love that about the women's division. Here's the thing. There are a lot of times I hate 50-50 booking because it's always this weird thing where the champion will lose every single match unless it's a title match or the champion never gets beat. It's never that mixture from – from the top person to the bottom person. Now, there are only four freaking girls on the roster right now. Well, four that are in that type of role. I like that because this division has been built. It's a storyline. Winning and losing isn't just, 
well, we want to get him over, but not too over, but we don't want to bury him too much, but we do a little bit. We don't want to get too hot right now because we have plans for this person. This whole division is built on any one of these women can defeat the other woman on any given night, whether the title's on the line, whether it's pay-per-view, whether it's TV. I like that because it's very unpredictable here. And it's done in a manner that hasn't buried anybody because everybody has been portrayed as on the level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I, and they, they find a way to do that even with like two-minute matches sometimes. Right. I, I, I enjoyed uh, the Sasha and Charlotte hot potato, if you want to call it that, that we had back in the, in the summer and fall. Um, I like that we kind of ended that with Bailey actually successfully defending, you know, even if, if it was, you know, kind of screwy. Um, but it would be interesting to have a different dynamic just for a little while of, of a dominant champion for a few months. And then we can get back to trading it if you want to. But the, there, are, there are such – there are enough of a percentage of the fans who hate the hot potato – that maybe we'll try it in a different way and see if they hate that too. You know what I mean? Because there are people who just like to complain about whatever's going on. But there's always a different thing you could try. Um, personally, I want to see a Nia Jax versus Charlotte match because, you know, Charlotte always wrestles as the most imposing figure in the match. So having her to wrestle somebody who's even bigger than she is, that would be a really cool way of, uh, you know, showing what she can do in a different role. We finally get this main event segment. Mick Foley tells Stephanie that she is the one that deserves to be fired. I thought that was a nice swerve. It yes. was really good. Yes, it was very – I like that he said it, but it, it almost felt through the whole thing that he honestly thought that he could fire her. <laughs> he didn't he, – when, when he's like, you deserve to be fired. He's like, yeah, but you can't fire me. Yeah, but you deserve to be fired. Okay, I understand, Mick, but, you know, that's, that's just words. I like the, all the things he said. Like you treat your you treat your talent like a joke. You don't have no respect for anybody, um, which is all true. Uh, you lied to me about this thing that happened eight months ago. That's a cool thing that they're bringing in continuity. I like that. Um, it was all very good, and I did not expect what happened when Triple H came out. I did not expect that to be the thing. That was good. Oh, or Foley says that. She is a fantastic liar because he believed that she didn't have anything to do with Kevin Owens and Triple H and the conspiracy to make him the champion. Triple H comes out, and he, man, he unloaded some fire. He said, it's funny that nobody can ever find him because he's everywhere. Really runs down Foley, calls him a nostalgia act, makes fun of him. They go back and forth. Triple H got a little rattled by those CM Punk chants, though. Yeah, he did. Which I hate because that will encourage dickweeds to keep doing it. Yep. He tells Mick Foley to get the hell out of the ring. And I'm expecting like Finn Balor or somebody who returned to the live event last week. By the way, we got a clip of that up on the YouTube as well. And then Foley hits Triple H with Socko like it's 2000. That's great. He pulled out the mandible claw. Uh, That was, that was excellent. I did not see that coming. Uh, And I'm, I'm happy, happy about that too. Uh, Steph comes in with the low blow. They're all about to, end Mick Foley's time on Raw and send him off to get hip surgery. And then Seth freaking Rollins, who they're already prematurely calling the Kingslayer now. Like they could have waited a little bit for that, but already they're calling him that. We'll get there. We'll get there. But listen, listen. If you want to be as great as Mick Foley, go over to iTunes or Stitcher. Review our podcast, and you could win. You could win the St. Mick Beanie. It's beautiful. For those of you who can't see it on the podcast, it's red and white. Somebody says, I re-listened to CM Punk's podcast, and I agree to an extent. Well, there's a lot of stuff on that podcast I agreed with. Uh, they and, you know, maybe we'll do one of those registered shows about that. Like, we'll, we'll go back and listen to old podcasts like that. I will drag Alex onto some of those. He's contracted. I don't have to pay him extra to be on that thing. We'll, we'll do a lot of that stuff. No ads, no no shills, anything like that. But uh, register at Fightful.com to get that. Rollins makes the save on a crutch after Steph hits Mick in the balls. So I'm sitting there thinking, 
Mick and Rollins are going to do a three-legged race, and they only got two healthy ones between them. But no, Rollins drops the crutch, and he attacks Triple H. This got me fired up. I was happy. So they, they got to do a match now, right? Speaking of, Triple H beat the shit out of Rollins with the crutch, and it was a stiff crutch shot. Yeah, that was stiff. So On that knee's okay. Knee. That knee's got to be okay. Knee. Otherwise, they're not risking that. Well, well it might not be now. Well, yeah. They call him the King Slayer. That's one hell of a nickname, though. It is a, it is a good nickname. I feel like they, they, they brought it out before he had slayed the king, you know, uh, and it was like, yeah, okay. I'm fu- I, I, I like the nickname. It just felt like it was like, okay, the the uh, marketing people told us we have to start calling him that now. Um, and that's cool and everything. Uh, I I thought it was really good. We had we had uh, Vicious Triple H pulling out an Indian death lock or whatever the hell that was, reverse figure four knee bar thing. He put uh, Rollins in. And Rollins was close to the ring ropes, and even though it wasn't a match, you had Triple H stop the, stop the thing and pull him back into the center of the ring because he's got ring awareness. He's the game. That was all. That was this was all great. The, I also loved he beat him with that crutch so much the crutch bent, and then before he got out of the ring, he dropped it gingerly by Seth Rollins' side just to say, "Hey, kid, you're gonna need this." Like that was that was good. That was all very, very good. I'm fired up for this whatever we get at Mania. It's got to be a match, right? I mean, it's got to be. Uh, this they, whole they, they, to be honest, they've built up a lot of interesting situations here. Reigns, I think, has to beat The Undertaker. Babyface, heel, doesn't matter what it is. He's got to beat The Undertaker. Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho is just full of emotion. Triple H, Seth Rollins, the same way. Brock Lesnar, Goldberg, for better or for worse, people care about it. Oh. So that that... That's a thing. They, they've done a good job in building some of these top matches. I thought Raw was, was fair, but, yeah, it had those low points. Any three-hour wrestling show is going to do that. I hate it when I'll say that I hated a show, and then I'll have people in the comments saying, well, you said you like this and this and this. Yeah, I don't have to hate all three hours of right. it. They're redeeming points of, all, of every show. There, there was a while that I was only able to catch Raw on Hulu, and they edit out stuff out of it. Uh, and so I would say, hey, that was a really great show. Yeah. And then, and then people would tell me, like, did you see the whole thing? I was like, no, it's not on Hulu. Oh, did you see this segment and this segment and this segment? I was like, no, I didn't see those. Yeah, those were awful. I was like, oh, well, I'm glad I didn't have to watch that. So, yeah, if you're finding that you can't take the three hours, you know, if you've got a Hulu subscription, go watch it there. It's, uh, it's a little bit more streamlined. So, <laughs> oh, Jesus, somebody... <laughs> <laughs> posted a photo of my Dana Brooke face next to Dana Brooke making the face. Let's get this up here. Hold on. The Dana face. Fun fact, my grandmother's name is Dana. Here we go. For those of you on the on the audio portion, you're really missing out. Head over to YouTube and check it out. Yeah, it's it's fair. It's close. Close my hair's a little messed up there, though. So this episode of Impact, did you watch it, Alex? I saw parts. I couldn't. I mean, I, I couldn't. I couldn't watch the whole thing. I just couldn't do it. When they first brought up WWE a couple times, I was like, "That's not so bad." They probably brought WWE up seven or eight times, and that's oh, a little yeah. too much. It's too much. Josh Matthews is talking about how he is a men's fashion expert. Then he puts his feet up on the announcer's table to reveal a hole in each shoe. They bickered, he and JB, throughout the whole show. This whole show was authority figures and new faces. Jeremy Borash, Dutch Mantel, Bruce Pritchard coming out saying, hey, we know that what we've been giving you sucked ass. There were 300,000 people who didn't think that sucked ass. And in my opinion, it was... Maybe the sec- consistently the second best wrestling show of the year. I thought it was better than Lucha Underground. Thought it was better than Ring of Honor. Thought it was better than Raw. Not better than SmackDown last year, though. And hey, if you're talking about from day one to day 365, maybe it was. I don't know. But they, they did some good stuff last year. And Eli Drake st- stood up and talked to uh, – he went off on Jeff Jarrett about it. And yeah. their, their anthem is laying off people from the Fight Network, then spending money to go sue Matt Hardy, who everybody in Impact loved. 
And most of the people that had anything to do with that angle are gone. Billy Corgan, Matt Conway, Dave Lagana, they're gone. Jeremy Borash is really all that's left mm-hmm. that contributed to that. Yeah. Ooh, man. I, yeah. That's a nice way to build some bad will. And I've had a lot of people say, well, Anthem deserves it. Anthem deserves it. Matt Hardy created that gimmick. And I know this because the man called me and talked to me about it. He pitched the whole damn thing. He ran it down. He said, this is what I want to do. This is the type of reaction I want to garner. He had filmed stuff himself. He financed some of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, if you want a a nice way to build some poor will, uh, maybe take legal action against one of the most beloved tag teams of all time and take a seven-digit earning gimmick from them because they would have made seven digits off of that. I think that's bad PR for Impact. I know they're trying to get a cut, and if you think the WWE is going to give them a cut, they better hope the Hardys aren't going to WWE because if WWE gets behind it, sorry, that's it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That no. McDevitt's coming for your ass. Uh, yeah. Listen, um, the way they treated the Hardys is just the thing that me has put it off, put me off of, of impact for a while. Uh, the idea that we are not going to pay these guys, but we're going to bring in Alberto Del Rio because he's such a joy to work with. Apparently he has been since he's been an impact. So that's good, but he's notoriously being, you know, he's, he picks fights with Ninja Turtles. Okay. This guy's not necessarily (laughs) the model employee. So uh, let's, let's not act like, and Kevin Nash didn't like true at the table. True. True. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff that, that I, I didn't like personally that they, they like there's some of the things that Rebby Hardy we I posted a a a, a, a little a timeline of her tweet storm that she did last Friday when this whole thing started, um, where she pointed out that they had this really great, uh, admittedly really great promo of, of their history, and never once included either of the Hardys in it. You know what I mean? It's kind of a you know screw you. We didn't like all the, our history exists without you, which it absolutely does not without Jeff Hardy. That guy was a major part of them for years and years and years and years. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, it just it, it's, it is a bad taste in my mouth. Also, the way that they wrote them off, while while clever, was also kind of an fu. Like that they they that Matt and Jeff couldn't time travel properly, so somehow there was a, yeah. a wormhole they got sucked through or whatever. Uh, I would have just had them pin Vanguard one and it'd be the Freebird rule and take the yeah, titles off of it. Okay, speaking of that show, Reno Scum came out with a copy of that title. Now, as I mentioned on yesterday's show, I won that in front of 250 people at a river park. So therefore, that kind of title should not be on a nationally televised TV show. It is a run-of-the-mill, like, indie replica why are they doing that? That's weird. Those guys weren't ready for TV. I just thought it was so disrespectful to have people like EC3 and Bobby Lashley on this show and have guys repeatedly come out and say everything about the last regime sucked because you had two guys that helped keep that that afloat and were part of a really good uh, final segment of the show, the Alberto El Patron thing. Alberto El Patron, Lashley, EC3 thing. Then you had Sienna, a six-foot monster heel girl, selling for an enhancement talent. Rachel Ellering was shrugging off punches of Sienna and doing the thing where she's like, oh, I'm going to give you one back. Imagine, imagine if James Ellsworth had done that to Braun Strowman. Man. The big hog would have been turned into bacon right quick. Right quick, yeah. No, that, that was, it was a two-hour show with four matches, and I believe only one of them was longer than 10 minutes. Like, you know, it's, it's, this, is not, this is not for a lot of people. It was not the way to start off your brand-new, new-era reboot. Guys, head over to Fightful.com. I want to thank you all so much for listening to the podcast. It's available via direct download, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube. Subscribe on all platforms. Visit Fightful.com. Go hang out on our Discuss forums. We will have the regular forums up soon. We're rebuilding them. Uh, but let people know about it. Retweet our stories. Also, send me some feedback. We have uh, the RSS feed, which publishes our stories, set up for Fightful Online, Fightful Wrestle, and my account. 
if that's too much for you, let me know. If you would prefer it on two, let me know which two. If you prefer it on one, let me know which one. That's a little bit of a discussion we're having behind the scenes with Fightful.com. Follow Alex at Pawlowski the Force. Fourth foul. Hey, Pawlowski the Force. I think that's too many letters to do. Too many. Yeah. Follow me at Sean Rossap. Follow at Fightful Wrestle, at Fightful MMA, at Fightful Online. Till next time, guys, we're out.